fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Fashion besties, what's up? I'm back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fashion Crimes Podcast. I am Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly you need to know. I am so excited today because, wow, do I have an amazing guest for y'all today. But before we get to that, did y'all listen to last week's episode with Abby Young Styling, the color expert? She sure as hell schooled me, didn't she? Anyway, besides that, I hope y'all are having a fabulous December. You're getting all your holiday shopping done you're emailing me with questions like you should be, and you're asking me, what about this? What about this? What about this? Because I want to know and I want to help y'all. Have you gotten your copy of Stop Making These Fashion Mistakes? Have you gotten your copy? Have you bought one for everyone in your office? Have you bought one for everyone in your supper club and your friend group? Please tell me you have. If you haven't, let me know. A lot of people are asking me to sign them, which I think is so hilarious, by the way, but I love signing them. Let me know if you haven't bought your copy yet on Amazon, still number one under style and fashion. Yes. But without further ado, we have today a very accomplished and experienced cosmetologist and educator with a remarkable remarkable career spanning over 20 years. With a license in cosmetology, she has honed her skills and expertise in the beauty industry as a hair and makeup expert. Throughout her journey, she has successfully owned salons in Southern California and in the Bay Area, establishing herself as a respected entrepreneur. She uses vegan and cruelty-free products and really has started her career bloomed, blossomed. She's been on some TLC shows. She knows what she's talking about. And let's be honest, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to hair and makeup. Welcome, Valia Ramson to the show. Hi, thank you. Valia, oh, so happy to have you. We need to know everything <laughs> At everything we need to know. But here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast, we are specialty, specialty sauce in fashion and beauty over 40. With that being said, I want you to please introduce yourself. Tell us everything about you, what we need to know, why you're so fabulous. <laughs> and tell me when somebody sits in your chair, what makes you cringe the most? What is the most common problem that women have when they sit in your chair? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. I love your podcast and I love your guests. Okay. About me, I have been doing hair for 25 years. I've done a lot in the industry. It's definitely an industry where you 
can explore lots of different areas and never get bored. So I have been behind the chair the entire 25 years, um, behind the chair, meaning in a salon. And I've owned salons. I've started brand new ideas as far as uh, mobile salons go. I had the very first mobile salon using a a trolley, actually, that we had custom built for us um, in the Bay Area that was called Derailed Beauty Trolley. And I have been an educator. I was a cosmetology instructor. Yes, I have worked on TV, film, fashion shows. It's just such a fun industry. Like I feel like I can never have enough time to do everything I want to do. So I I try my best to just kind of get it all in when when I can. So what are you doing now? I when I you came on camera, I was like, oh my God, I love your background. Where tell us where oh. you are. <laughs> um, this is my my private studio salon. I have a hair product line that I started a couple of years ago called Velia Beauty Co. And um, that's what you see behind me here, actually, on the shelves. So this is kind of my little window display for the people who are walking by. That's what you see behind you. Okay, well, great. So tell us the number one problem. If I come to your salon and I'm like, okay, I'm first time client. And you look at my hair, what are some common problems that you'll see on my head? Okay, so I think the most common problem I see kind of across the board right now, no matter what the age, is most people, I can't even say just women, it's most people, (laughs) don't wash their hair properly and they don't wash it frequently enough. Okay, stop right there. Tell us what we're doing wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, I think what a lot of people are doing wrong is they're not using the right product for their hair type. Number two is they're not washing it well enough when they do wash it and they're not washing it frequently enough. So there was this big push, gosh, even more than 10 years ago up until now for stylists to advise their clients to not wash their hair every day. And while I do agree with that as a general rule of thumb, I think what happened was we went way too far with it. We're like, wash your hair only after you use dry shampoo for four days in a row. It's crazy. Like people are coming in with scalp conditions because the oils on their their scalp are, are just sitting there collecting dirt and they're not getting that cleaned off of their scalp well enough. And then they're using a lot of heavy products. And then the dry shampoo just kind of cakes on and cakes on and cakes on and cakes on. And then when they do wash their hair, they're using sulfate-free shampoo, which I'm not saying sulfate-free is bad, but sulfate-free typically doesn't cleanse your hair the way it needs to be cleansed after not washing it for a week and using dry shampoo for four days in a row. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem that I see consistently And I'm always yelling at everybody to wash their hair. Now, you don't have to wash your hair every day. That's not like a general rule that I think everyone needs to follow. And I do want to explain a little bit more about sulfate-free because that is sulfate have become this demonized word in the beauty industry. And the beauty industry is really good at demonizing things that don't need to be demonized. However, if you do have colored hair, if you have a keratin treatment like a Brazilian blowout, I definitely think you need to use sulfate-free shampoo. However, if you are 
not one of those two things, you can definitely use sulfate containing shampoos, especially if you're only washing your hair once a week and you're sweating, you're going to the gym and you have a dirty job, or there's lots of reasons why you need to get your hair clean. You need to get your scalp clean. That is a (laughs) non-negotiable thing. So that's the biggest problem I think I see is scalp conditions due to not washing your hair enough. Can you explain the difference between shampoo with sulfate and shampoo without it? What is the difference? Mm -hmm. So the difference is sulfates are, all they are is an anionic surfactant. Now there's several different kinds of surfactants. A surfactant is a cleansing agent. And there's, I think there's four, four different kinds of surfactants. And anionic surfactant is the kind of surfactant that is needed in order to actually get that clean effect. And it has to do with the way that the ion, the, the ions are charged and they they magnetize to the dirt and oil and, and allow it to get rinsed away with water. Now, there are many kinds of anionic surfactants and sulfates are one of them. They are definitely the harshest kind of anionic surfactant, but an anionic surfactant is necessary for cleansing your hair. Now, what happened when the big sulfate-free kind of, I want to call it movement, happened, they were completely eliminating that anionic surfactant. And they were using like cationic surfactants, which don't really clean as well. I mean, I'm being kind about that. They actually really suck. So when, do you remember when sulfate-free shampoos first came out, how like they never lathered? Yeah, it was You're... with Jonathan. It was with Queer Eye <laughs> and Jonathan Van Ness. And he started yeah. talking about it. And so we were like, okay, guess we're not buying grocery store shampoo anymore. Guess we have to buy this expensive shampoo. And you're not supposed to wash your hair that much. That's right. all I heard. <laughs> that's all I heard. Um, that's all everybody heard. And right. thankfully, now that it's been a while and we've kind of learned they are now incorporating anionic surfactants that still are not sulfates back into shampoo. So now when you buy a shampoo that's sulfate-free, you'll notice, hopefully, that it lathers. And that's that's a good thing. You need that lather. I know there was that whole when, um, remember when? Oh, and that yeah. was a and that's a conditioning cleanser, which that's a whole nother thorn in my side. Like there's a whole thing called co-washing where people are like washing their hair with conditioner and it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, my biggest piece of advice would be stay off TikTok. Stop listening to TikTok trends when it comes to stuff like that. But getting back to sulfate, my shampoos are sulfate free, but they do have anionic surfactant. So you will get that lather. You will get that cleanse. You don't need the sulfates but you do need an anionic surfactant because they don't strip out the color and they don't strip out your keratin treatment. So it is important to have that though, that anionic surfactant. Are there products on the market that are similar to yours? Tell us about your product and why it's so great for us who are hair ignorant, who don't know. Well, so my products are as natural as they can be with still being effective. You know, again, going back to the the sulfate thing, there are a lot of natural products. And I have to warn your listeners and, and you to really kind of stay away from something that's claiming to be all natural. 
their heart's in the right place. We don't want to use harsh chemicals. We don't want to, you know, we want to be as natural and vegan and all this, this stuff that that's good. However, those natural products, they're not using anionic surfactants and your hair is just going to get coated with its natural oils, which sounds great to some people, but it's not, it's not great. Like that stuff needs to go away after a while. Like, yes, using your natural oils as a conditioning agent for your hair is good, but it's not a forever product that you just leave on your hair and leave there forever. You know, it's got to go like (laughs) everything sticks to it. You know, it's kind of like the fat free movement. Like, yeah, it's nice to eat less fat, but that doesn't mean everything in your kitchen should say fat free on it. Right. Right? Like it applies to some things, just not to everything. Right. It's true. I don't know where the, who told me not to wash my hair so often, but I will tell you, I have been able to stretch it out a little bit more and I'm not hating it washing my hair so much. But I need to wash my hair because I do, I am, me just personally, I'm exceptionally oily. So for someone who, does your scalp change like your body changes with aging? Can you tell us scalp, can you talk to us about scalp health? Yes. So as a woman, our hormones affect everything. I mean, really everything, everything, but Our hormones definitely affect the amount of oils that we are secreting all over our body. And as you know, as you get older, and I am over 40 as well, as you get older, you start getting more dry, you know, especially like after 50, you start getting more dry. So, and your scalp will get more dry as well. But when you're younger, when you're a teenager, you know, and your skin is changing and your everything's changing, you're more sweaty, you're more oily, your hair texture is changing. Yes, throughout our entire lives, our oil production is going to change. So yes, you do have to adjust with age as far as how you treat your scalp. Okay, does that mean you're using the right shampoo to treat your scalp? Is that what you should be doing? Yeah. I mean, using a different shampoo or just washing your hair more often. I mean, this isn't that complicated. It's like if if you can put your fingers on your scalp and you rub your scalp and you feel any kind of filminess, oil, yes. any, you know, yes. time to wash your hair. And okay. I always say you have, you get one cheat day with dry shampoo, but just one, because it's not meant for more than that. I know there was this big thing with dry shampoo recently where, again, kind of demonizing certain things in the beauty industry, dry shampoo kind of got got a bad rap for a minute. But Leah, this is a safe space. You can say what you want. Okay. Say what you you want. You can, you don't have to be so nice. I'm just saying this is a safe space. So dry shampoo, for sure, you don't want to use that repeatedly. It's pretty disgusting when you don't wash your hair, then you're using all this powdery stuff on your scalp. And then you're going to go and you're going to use your, you know, all natural vegan shampoo to wash one time and then do it all over again. Most of the time, like I have to wash my client's hair like several times. My clients are actually really good because they hear me telling them. And I really don't have to like yell at my clients because they listen. They listen to what I have to say. 
we were talking about changing shampoo and your kind of your, your routine with age. And yeah, and I mean, that's basically just it. If you feel oily and you feel like your scalp isn't clean, just wash your hair. That's, that's pretty much where it ends, you know? And if you are washing your hair when you feel like it's oily, I always say wash it twice. If you wash your hair every single day, you don't have to wash it twice typically. But if you're washing it every few days, wash it twice. The first wash, it's kind of like get it taking off your makeup and washing your face. So the first wash when you're washing off your makeup is to get the makeup off your face. The second wash is to actually clean your pores. And so same thing with your scalp. The first wash is to get all of the the pollens that your hair has like accumulated just from being outside for a few days, walking to your car, even if you don't work outside, from sweating, you know, depending on your job, if you have a dirty job, whatever's floating around in the air. With me, like being in the salon, I'm spraying hairspray and you might not realize this, but every time you spray hairspray on a client, it's also getting on your hair and on your face. Mm-hmm. So hairstylists, you know, we're kind of the worst at not washing our hair very often which I think is pretty awful. But whatever is in the environment is also in your hair. Let's just put it that way. Isn't dry shampoo, you're at the gym and you're meeting a friend for lunch, spritz, spritz, go, and then you go home and take a shower. It's not to be a substitute for washing <laughs> your hair. That Right? Am I right? You are right. You okay. are absolutely right. In fact, dry shampoo, you can go the rest of your day um, with after going to the gym or whatever with using your dry shampoo and just just knowing like, okay, I just cheated. This is my cheat day. This doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I get to cheat again tomorrow. Tomorrow I have to wash my hair. That's dry shampoo. That's how it should be used. Not multiple days in a row. That was so eloquently put about sulfate, shampoo, what we should be doing. Y'all don't be fucking abusing the dry shampoo. Okay. (laughs) Don't, don't abuse it. Don't buy a case of dry shampoo at Costco and go through that shit like it's bottled water. Okay. She's telling you to wash your hair. Let's do what she says. Now, this is what I want to know. Is there one better than the other using a brush or a comb? And if there is one, what type of comb and slash or brush do you recommend? Um, That is a really cool question that no one has ever asked me. Okay, so yes, but it all depends on what you're using it for. So are you talking about detangling your hair? Are you talking about styling your hair? Valid points, but I have a comb that I just make sure I don't have any knots. And then the answer is no, I do not use a comb to style my hair, but I have the Revlon like wee thing, you know, so I don't really need an extra brush, but I do have a brush. So I'm not sure, should I be using a plastic wide tooth comb? I've been using that since I was 16. (laughs) Is that good, bad? Like, I don't know. Or does it matter? It might not matter. Oh no, it totally freaking matters. Like okay. it matters a lot. Like your brushes m- make a huge difference. Everything makes a huge difference. Like there's okay. no part of start to finish with when it comes to styling your hair that isn't as important as the other thing. You know, it's not like just use this brush and and you're good. It right. or just use this blow dryer and you're good. It's 
No, everything matters from like the way you wash your hair to the way you apply your products to the way, like it all matters. So to answer your question about the brushes, brush versus comb, I say for detangling, no matter what kind of hair you have for detangling, don't use a wide tooth comb. A wide tooth comb, and I think that's what you're talking about, is a wide tooth comb to- oh, That's exactly to... what I'm doing. That's exactly okay. what I'm doing. The reason why wide tooth comb is there's better things out there that are less damaging. I mean, you know, we hear don't brush your hair when it's wet, which is to me kind of the most ridiculous thing you could have said. Like, what are you supposed to do? Wait till your hair is completely dry to brush it? That doesn't right. make any sense. Like, <laughs> I haven't, I've never been able to figure out where that even originated or why. I understand maybe the the intention is to don't rip through your wet hair while, you know, rip through all the, the knots with, with a brush or whatever, but you have to brush your hair, you know? So a wet brush, I don't know if you've ever seen a wet brush before or used a wet brush, but it's has very, I have one I can grab, but it it has very flexible bristles and it's made for detangling wet hair. In fact, they even make them now that you can use them to blow dry and they won't melt before the bristles would melt because they weren't meant for blow drying. But wide tooth combs, they're hard. And if you have knots and you're trying to like get through your knots with a hard, with a hard bristle comb, it also doesn't work as well, but you're going to, you know, cause more damage um, to your hair. So especially if your hair is kind of fragile or fine, um, you don't want to use that. You want to use a, a wet brush. They're just better. They just do a better job. The wide tooth comb, don't go throw it away. You can use that to separate your curls after you've curled your hair with a curling iron. They work really well for that because a lot of times they help with like the static. Like if you go through that, your freshly curled hair with a brush, depending on what kind of brush you're using, it can get really staticky and you're like, ah, that was cute until I just did that. So wide tooth comb, don't throw it away. Use it to separate your curls. So when you use a brush... Can you go to the drugstore and buy a plastic goodie <laughs> brush or do you need yes. a wooden handle $45 <laughs> brush that is going to rejuvenate the oils in your hair and more natural? I don't. Can you please educate us on the difference? God, doesn't it suck having so many things to choose from? I'm and sorry that I'm using the same brush that I've been using since summer camp. I mean, not <laughs> the actual brush, but the same kind of brush. And, yeah. I, and I have a round brush. I don't know how to use it. It gets so tangled every time I try to do it. So I don't even use that round brush anymore. I'm kind of skipping over that because I don't have straight hair. So I don't brush my hair like this because yes. it just brings the frizz. For those of us who just need a decent brush, do we go to the drugstore or not? No, I would say no. Okay. Don't go to the drugstore. Talk to your stylist. That that would be okay. my if if you have a stylist that you I mean, I you I'm sure. I know you do. Have a stylist that you love and trust and all of that. Have her recommend a like brush based on your lifestyle, meaning like how much time you're actually going to spend blow drying your hair or styling your hair um, and your, your hair texture and your goal, your overall goal, like what you want your hair to look like at the end of styling it. Cause all of those things play a part in what kind of brush to use. Now for your listeners who are like, okay, that didn't give me any, any information <laughs> except, except, you know, talk to my stylist. Now, if you don't have a stylist that you 
trust and like, or whatever you can, I mean, you can always DM me and I would absolutely love to answer any questions, but just looking at your hair specifically, if you were my client, I would tell you, number one, get a wet brush to detangle. Okay. Number two, you have natural curl. Mm -hmm. So I would say even, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Denman brush, but that's the kind of brush that I would recommend. And I can, I can send you a link, like an Amazon link or whatever, Please um, do. or if you don't, it, okay. And your stylist can, you know, before you buy anything, I'd run it by her because she might have a totally different opinion, but that's a really great brush for controlling frizz with curl. Now there's a lot of YouTube videos about Denman brushes and and they are made for curly hair. Not all curly hair is made the same, but depending on what you're going for. And if you just want to wear your natural curl, you could literally just brush your hair with a Denman brush, like a regular brush, and then do your styling, add your products and, you know, scrunch or squeeze or whatever you do with your, your hair to keep it curly. Now, if you're trying to smooth out your curl and use like, get like a, you know, like a nice blowout, Yes, definitely a round brush. I would stay away from wooden handles because they're really freaking hard to use. By the time you get all of your products in your hair and now your hair is slippery and you're trying to hold on to that wooden handle and it's just sliding because normally the wooden handle brushes are also bore bristles that help smooth the hair by creating more tension. It gets harder and harder to... First of all, it's hard to smooth out curl. Second of all, if you're trying to smooth out curl and you can't even grip your brush, now you're sweating because you're hot from holding the blow dryer and you're you're working really hard and you can't even get a freaking grip on your brush. You're just going to give up. You're not going to try. You'll do it once because you told your hairdresser you would. And then you're going to be like, oh, fuck this brush. I'm never using that again. Literally, the blood is rushing out of my (laughs) arms because I'm trying to <laughs> blow dry my hair and it's like all the blood is like, whoosh. so it's just, <laughs> I don't, I give myself, I don't allot myself a lot of time, right? but it is difficult to see other women on anywhere and say, her hair looks so good. Oh my God, her hair looks so good. Her hair looks so good because they probably spend a lot more time than I do. Let's be honest. But it doesn't come natural to me. And when I, I'm sure the fashion besties will agree or can relate that if I fix my hair and I leave the house, when I come back, it looks completely different. And that is annoying. And that is sad to me. And it is probably my fault. I'm sure it is. But that's why I feel like it's a losing battle when I leave. And shout out to Tiara. She's my girl. Okay. When I leave her chair, I look fabulous. Duh. When I get up the next day and I try to kind of simulate or use the leftover, whatever she's done, it's a very sloppy secondhand job of trying to... (laughs) recreate what she has done because I just don't have the skill or the patience for it. So be that as it may, what is some advice for beginner people who have either worn their hair the same way for 30 years or who are trying to get control of their frizz or who are trying to understand a better way 
I mean, this is a three-part question, but give us some real educated advice. If I were you, I would do blah, 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 blah. Okay. So first and foremost, I would ask my client, how much time are you willing to spend and how much time are you actually going to spend doing your hair? Valid question. Yeah. I mean, that is where it is. That's 75% of the problem there is if we're giving our client a haircut or expecting them to reproduce, and I'm not talking about your hairstylist, I'm sure she's wonderful, trying to reproduce a style at home that we did in the salon, but it took us 45 minutes to get them to that place. And then they tell us that they only want to spend five minutes doing their hair. That's not going to happen. Like you can enjoy that style leaving the salon, but at home, when you're doing it yourself, you're going to feel very defeated. First of all, I would always say if you have natural wave and you have natural curling, you like try to embrace that because it's a lot easier to dial your natural curl. And plus, natural curl is like everything right now. Like everyone is like curl this, curl that. So I would say if you have natural curl, natural wave, usually that comes with natural frizz. So that's annoying. I know I'm naturally curl. Yeah. Always. I have very curly hair. So, so there are there are products that you can use to help control frizz. There are techniques that you can use to help control frizz. The Denman brush will help you control frizz. Talk to your stylist about how to utilize your natural curl, your natural wave to make your hair look as good as it can naturally. Now, not everyone wants to do that. Not everybody wants to wear their natural curl. A lot of people don't like their natural curl because it's uneven. Mostly... Also, just by the way, what you experience is what everybody experiences. So don't think that like, it's your fault. You're doing something wrong. It's just hair. Hair is a pain in the ass. And if you can love it, that is fantastic. And that's always the goal. But loving your hair isn't just like, here's a bunch of products and tools you should love your hair now, like use those and you'll love your hair. You have to know how to use those and you have to use the right ones. I know that all sounds very complicated, but it isn't. For your hair, when you want to blow it out, yeah, you should definitely be using a specific type of product for to control your frizz. And then it's also a lot in the technique of, you know, depending on how wet your hair is, like you want to start with you, if you're trying to smooth out curl. You always want to start blow drying at the point where I call it probably 75% wet still. Okay. Normally it's like air dry it all crazy. And then when it's 75% dry, then go in with the brush. No, not when you have curly hair and you want to wear it smooth. Your hair has many different kinds of bonds. And I'm going to kind of nerd out for a second. The, the hydrogen bonds in your hair are the weakest type of bonds. And those are the bonds that like, and the reason I'm even bringing this up is because you live in Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. So you do deal with humidity all the time. Hydrogen bonds are going to change your hair, like what the hair structure, like what it looks like. So when you have your wet hair and you're blow drying it from wet and you're smoothing out your curl from wet, 75% wet, you have a better chance of really controlling that shape that you want to to accomplish that smooth shape by pulling uh, with a lot of tension and and drying from wet to dry. If you go from dry and that that shape has already that frizz has already formed, 
it's already made up its mind that it's going to be frizzy at 75% wet. It's not frizzy yet. It's still very moldable and controllable. Mm. That's a big mistake that people make. And then they start going over the same section a million times and then they get breakage and damage and it's dry because they're using too much heat. If you start when it's more wet, before you start seeing that frizz or before you start seeing that curl pattern form, you're going to have a much better time holding that style in when it's completely dry. And then it has to be 100% dry because if it's not 100% dry, there's still like hydrogen bonds that are still trying to make up their own mind about what they're going to do. And they're not going to do anything good. So you have to make sure it's a, your hair is 100% dry as well. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So many <laughs> things I'm doing wrong. Because I was told, I have so many more things I want to ask you and we're running out of time. <laughs> Tiara told me not to use a regular towel, to use a microfiber towel. So I went and got the towels. Does it really matter? Mm, sorry, not seeing a big difference. I'm certainly not going like this with the towel, <laughs> but does it really make a difference? I don't know. Second of all, you're right. Once it starts to dry, it's already frizzy. So to yes. tame that, I'm doing double the work by trying to tame that frizz when the the frizz when the bonds have already said you're going to frizzy yep. hair today. Just got that memo. I want to talk about hair color really quick. Sure. Why does a hair follicle turn gray? Oh, hair messiah. <laughs> And why do some, and I know it's all genes, but why are some people totally gray and some people are not? Can you give us a quick lesson on gray? Yeah. Well, gray is, you know, it's internal. It's a response in your hair follicle. It stops producing melanin. So basically when you see the gray coming out, it's, it's completely unpigmented hair. So for whatever reason, and there's lots of theories and no one really knows like a hundred percent. Um, or at least they claim that they don't know 100% why your hair turns gray. We do know that it, it has been attributed to stress. It has been attributed to age. All gray hair is, is unpigmented hair. It starts from inside. Can it be reversed? I don't know. I've seen it happen, though. I've seen it happen with stem cells. <laughs> really? I, had, I have. I had a client who had breast cancer, went through chemo, lost all of her hair. She naturally probably 75% gray. When her hair grew back, she had chemo, but then she had stem cell therapy. And she was, and I had several clients who kind of went through chemo all at the same time. She was the only one who went through stem cell therapy though. And when her hair grew back, it grew back her natural, like dark brown color. And then eventually as it grew back out all the way, your body goes through a lot after chemo. Right. It, eventually the gray started coming back. But for like a year, she had natural brown, beautiful brown hair. And it was such a trip. And we were like, the only thing that we could think of is stem cells. But you know, that's not offered yet. And who knows if I'll be <laughs> I mean, I alive have... any, any longer to, to share that information now that I put it out there. I mean, between my gray eyebrow hairs, my gray facial hair and my gray nose hair, and my gray hair, it's bizarre to me because I have two sisters and they don't have gray hair or uh, they have very little gray hair. And I have a lot of it. So I'm in the chair a lot. But I was just curious if you had like a scientific theory. I am completely out of time. 
I feel like we've been talking for 30 seconds. <laughs> Me too. I would love to invite you back for a part two. I want to talk about weave. I want to talk about hair color. I want to talk about, you know, the styles that are in versus, you know, they're just like clothes. What's in right now? What's hot right now? What cuts are in? Will you please come back? Yes, I would love to. How can we find you? Uh, my website is www.veliabeautyco.com. And my Instagram is uh, velia.beauty.co. I have loved this conversation. I am sorry, not sorry, we're not done. And if y'all don't get on the horn and start asking her hair questions, I'm going <laughs> to monopolize her time and I'm going to ask her all of my questions. Please feel free to reach out to Valia. Ask her what you want to know. Again, we're going to bring her back for part two because I cannot believe how long we've been talking. And I feel like we just said hello five minutes ago. So, <laughs> Valia, thank you so much for enlightening us with all of your Aww. wisdom. O'Hare Messiah and all the fashion besties are probably hanging on to every word and they want to know more. So I'm so excited to have you back. And I promise you, we're going to make this quick and painless for you, for all of us who need to know what we need to know that we don't know. And some people, <laughs> I have a stylist that I love, but you're like, you're right. You're not everybody does. So it's hard. It's part of beauty. It's part of fashion and style that you need to feel good about yourself. And you don't, if you don't have somebody you trust, then you got to get somebody you trust who can help you. You know what I mean? Anyway, yes, you are fabulous, amazing, wonderful, all the things. I want to thank you so much for your time. My name is Holly Cates. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. I am so excited to be new fashion besties with Valia Ramson. Yay! And she is the hairstylist and hair expert now. And Tiara is probably going to be like, bitch, why didn't you ask me to come on? <laughs> so we're going to ask her to come on too. And then maybe we can have, you know, like a debate, like a hair debate <laughs> and see, oh you know, who knows what, but that would be awesome. You're going to love Tiara. She's fabulous. Love you so much. Have a great day. I am Holly Kate, your favorite personal stylist. And as always, the hostess with the mostest and the only Holly you need to know. Sign up for our DMs. Sign up for our email list. Make sure you are following us on social media. And y'all have a fabulous, fashionable week and a great hair day. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye.